How can I simplify? I know we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, but it's so important to know that you don't have to go all in. You don't have to sacrifice everything. You don't have to be a hot mess mom. You don't have to be everything for everybody. You need to know the season you're in, the capacity you have, what God has called you to, and you need to be willing to set some boundaries and create a plan to roll with it all. One way to do this? Well, asking about literally anything you're doing, whether it's meal planning, driving to activities, working, cleaning, or anything else, asking this question, how can I blank simply? Today, I'm sharing an episode that aired on my friend Sarah Dalton's podcast, Peace and Productivity. We had a great conversation about how to simplify, how to plan effectively for productivity, but also how to balance things, how to incorporate rest, and so much more. Sarah is the founder of Your Simply Big Life, an online community that empowers women to step out of overwhelm and live each day in alignment with their core values. She creates tools that help women lighten the mental load and create space in their lives for what matters most. She is passionate about helping women learn to find their unique balance and flow with both peace and productivity. And I encourage you to check out her podcast. It will be well worth it. If you want to learn how to be intentional in everything that you do, you don't want to miss this conversation. So let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. And I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. All right, well, welcome back to the Peace and Productivity Podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce you all to Gabe Cox. Hi, Gabe. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me, Sarah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for your time. I am super excited to talk all things uncomplicating mom life, simplifying. And I think the cool thing is too, is just when you have two moms sitting down and talking about, okay, how can we simplify all things mom? Like there's so many different directions we can go. So I think it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be good. So the first question that I am just loving, even selfishly, because I'm getting so many tips and, you know, like, Ooh, that's a good idea. I should try that. In this season, what is your go-to productivity tip or tool? 
So I would say it's planning. So if, if I'm not planned, I am not productive. So really my tip is pick a day of the week, whatever the day is, and really sit down with your planner or your project management tool or whatever it is that you use. I use a couple of things. I use a project management tool called Asana and I use a journal calendar because I like paper. And I just look at what's the most important things in the week. And I put everything on the calendar, my kids' activities, everything, and so that it's all in that one place. But then I put the most important things in my planner calendar. So I can really see what, where do I need to be productive? And that has really helped me because then I can also go to the day, because it feels so overwhelming when you see everything you have to do and all the places you have to drive and, and the activities you need to go to and the work that needs to be done. But when you get it all out there, out of your head, and then take the, your regular calendar or whatever, and just look at the day, it's doable. You see it as, okay, I can make it through today. Yeah. I love that. You know, I love planning too. So I'm like that. And that's, I think, again, it really does. It goes back to this idea of how can we simplify things? And I think we often, when, when I think, oh, productivity and like, it has to be complicated or this, these fancy tools or all these things, but planning is like the basics, like 101, like let's get back to basics. So I love that you, that you mentioned that. And it's also cool and helpful I think to get a glimpse behind, like, how do other people plan? What does it look for, like for you to plan your week, your day? So I think that's really helpful. So I see your gorgeous family behind you. This is not video, so you guys can't see her gorgeous family. So cute. So if you could just tell us a little about yourself and kind of who you help and how you're showing up today. Sure. Yeah. So I am an author, podcaster, and coach, but I'm also a mother of three boys and I have them lots of different seasons and stages because I have an elementary middle school and a high schooler and I am not old enough to have a high schooler. <laughs> Just kidding. Throwing that out there. And then <laughs> I've also been married to my best friend for 16 years now. And we recently moved from Minnesota to Colorado. We are an active family. I'm an avid runner and I love the mountains. We love hiking. My older two are competitive gymnasts. My younger is a wrestler. So I know all things full, crazy <laughs> days. And really what I do is I help women step into the fire of refinement so they can come out stronger and crush their goals. I help them create intentional purpose plans so that they can really take their interests and do something with them, whether it's just for fun or it's to create a business or to create a ministry or to do something of impact while they're still in the stages of motherhood so they can be the best examples for their kids. Oh, that's so cool. First of all, the fire of refinement. I just, I love that so much. And I think it's so cool because it's geared specifically towards moms in the thick of it, right? That we don't have to wait for that refinement and that, and those goals and the dreams and all the things until our kids are out of the house, right? I, we, we don't want to do that. So having resources and women like you who are showing up and kind of helping us see what that path might look like is so needed and so awesome. So I know you mentioned, and this is kind of where we're gonna start this conversation, that your word for the year is simply. Can you tell us more about that? And I think even just, I'm interested in this idea of, have you always picked a word for the year and kind of how does that look like for you and how does that help you to stay intentional and on track? 
Yeah. So, so many things there <laughs> in my motherhood journey. I have never done things simply. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. I have always had multiple roles. I've always been a yes woman, always saying, okay, I'll do this and I'll do that. And I pack my schedule so full that there's never white space. I get burnt out easily. And I somewhat, I'm not, I don't need to neglect my kids, but it's like, I almost put my family on the back burner because I have all these other responsibilities that I'm not fulfilling as good as I could. A few years ago, I broke my ankle slipping on black ice running. I don't run on ice. I have to preface that. I don't do that. We didn't know it was icy, but I did fall and break my ankle and it stopped everything that I was doing because I was no longer able to even drive. I wasn't able to work because I was a fitness instructor and a run coach and different things like that. So it gave me this sense of, I felt like God was telling me to stop. He was like, you are doing too many things. You're in the thick of it. You need to simplify because you're not even hearing what I have for you because you're trying to do it all. And that's, and I don't, I know everyone else can relate to that in some way, because as moms, we all want to do it all. That's, yeah. that's just given. So mm-hmm. I went on this three-year journey of trying to simplify and understanding what that means in all things, house and mind and schedule. And so it was probably that year that was my first year of picking a word. So about three years. And that word was new beginnings because I just felt like I was being called to something new almost like a rebirth of some sort. You know, I didn't know what it was, but then I also (laughs) learned picking a word is sometimes a bad thing because it's almost like saying never to something, because if you say never, God's going to say, Oh, you, you just watch. Right. And so I feel like the word that I pick is usually what I'm being tested on in that year. So when I picked simply, I should have, I should have known better because this season has been not anything but simple in the fact that it is full. And it's not because I've added extra things. It's just the season I'm in with the kids' ages and the activities that they have and the work schedule that I have. I work part-time, but I would say full-time if you include my business and everything else. I I do quite a bit of hours in a week. And so simply, the reason I picked it is because I really wanted to start asking myself, and this is something I heard in a quiet time, was how can I do blank simply? It was more than just simplifying. It was okay, so you have to work, but how can I do this project more simply? Can I make it easier on myself and still do a good job? You know, how can I be the Uber for my kids? Because that's what I feel like I am, but how can I do it simply? How can I be productive in that time? Because I'm out about three hours driving a day. And so that's how that word came about. And how I pick my word really is just in quiet time. It's like, okay, so what am I feeling like I need to learn? And what is it that I feel like I need growth in? Where do I need to step into the fire of refinement, right? And have God really work on me. And that was where I feel like he called me to. And even saying that I'm in a full season right now, this quarter where he's testing me, the thing about it is, and I chose to do some of the things, like I'm in a podcast mastermind with you, Sarah. Mm -hmm. And I chose to do that because I knew that after this quarter was done, it would make things more simple. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes having that more busyness or that, that full schedule, if it's going to make things more simple in the long run, then it's worth it to do it. And that's why I chose to have a more busy quarter because I know it will simplify things later. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what I hear in that, right, is just that intentionality piece. So getting that big picture and sort of, again, it's like, I have talked about doing that work on the front end. And, you know, so I love that. And I love, 
I think this is really relatable because when we think simplify, we think edit less, do less, delegate, delete, which are all great practices and important things. And as moms with full lives, right, we all have different capacities and we all have different goals and lives, obviously. So this idea, I think it's a perfect example of you are in a full season. And so instead of, you know, maybe at this point there, there are, there's nothing necessarily that you can get rid of or cut out or right. So that question, that reframe is so, so tangible. And so how can I do blank simply? I love that so much. So let's start with the mindset because I think even just embracing that, right. Embracing, because it is like you said, as moms, we like to think we can do it all. We like to try (laughs) and do it all. And there's something in there. There's something in those mindsets, the limiting beliefs. I think that it gets all muddy and kind of keeps us driving towards all the things. So where can we start to simplify and embrace that mindset of doing things simply? Mm, Such a good question. And it really comes with mindset. It is about changing the way we think about things and our thoughts, because when I was in those busy seasons and taking on all those roles, part of me, I think was scared of not being busy because that's all I knew, even in college. I mean, I would stay up all night to write a paper. I was the editor in chief of our newspaper. I was working a couple jobs. I was an RA. And so I pretty much worked 24 seven along with 18 credits of school. You know, I just, that's all I knew. And my mindset was I have to be busy in order to be productive. I have to be busy in order to feel like an achiever. And that mindset is a lie, but I didn't realize that until really until God told me, I'm just going to make you stop right now and you're going to figure this out. And I already been doing different mindset work when it came to goal setting and things. But one thing for us to think about is how can we reframe these thoughts or these mindsets that we have and make that shift from thinking, I have to be all for everybody. I have to be able to fulfill this role. I can't ask for help. Oh yeah, that's moms, right? We don't want to ask for help. (laughs) It seems like, no, we should be able to do it ourselves um, and reframe it to, I get to, I get to ask for help. I get to have community. I get to have white space because I think I was afraid of white space. What am I going to do in that time? You know, you have these fidget spinners and you have all these new fidget things and these poppers. I don't, I'm going, what are they going to come out with next? Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to do that with paper clips and with pencils and all the things, but it's because we're afraid of white space. We're afraid of being quiet with our thoughts. And why is that? Is it because we're afraid of what we're going to think? Is it because we're going to be afraid that God's going to talk to us and tell us to do something that we don't want to do? I mean, I had to think about those things as I was eliminating different roles and creating the white space. And now I look at it and go, I need to even schedule in the white space because it's important Mm -hmm. because that's where the mindset shifts happen. That's where we can really reflect and go, all right, here's what I'm, what I've been thinking about, you know, the lies or I'm over how I'm overcomplicating this specific thing. Yeah. All right. How do I make that simple? Mm-hmm. How do I not overcomplicate it? How do I get rid of that overwhelm? We're not going to do that unless we can sit with our thoughts in the white space. And so that would be one of the 
big tips I have is to find a way to create it so that you can, it's scary. It is scary, but so you can have that time to sit there and think. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. You bring this up. I actually just had a conversation the other day of this idea because we are oddly, maybe not even oddly, but we are like busy is kind of our comfort zone for a lot of us, not all of us. Right. But it's just this, it's what we know. And it's what we've been, you know, kind of conditioned, especially as we move into motherhood, that it's just constantly on the go. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's almost that subconscious, well, what will come up? What will I do? What, who will I be if I stop? And if I don't keep going, if I stop moving. So I think so much of this, right, you're right. That's kind that's the place to start because we, we're not going to hear the gentle nudges or whispers, you know, to go a different direction or to pick a word or to focus on this thing, to simplify this thing. If we're constantly, if it's too noisy and we're constantly moving and constantly doing. So I'm curious for you, what does that look like tangibly when you sit down to plan your week? How do you plan in that white space? One of the most important things I do is I plan a day of rest essentially. Mm -hmm. So some people call it Sabbath. I mean, I've called it Sabbath. And so Sunday really typically is that day. Now we're in a season where I'm trying to finish up editing a book and doing all these different things. So I do need to take the weekend to do that. So a lot of times my Sunday doesn't look the way it should, but having that specific day where I say it's family day, you know, it's a day with no electronics we've done in the past, but for my boys, they say, electronics is their rest time. So we're kind of playing with that a little bit, but kind of no electronics. I'm not on my computer. I'm not working. It's really just time to do something creative, to do something I'm interested in, to go to church and to do that. And I've found even if I just have that day or even just a few hours in that day, that sets my week up really well. But then also when I'm in that planning, like we talked about in the beginning, when I'm planning out my whole week, I look at it and I I look at my calendar and I go, whoa, there's no white space in any of these days. How am I going to fix that? And I will shift things or do what I need to do to make sure I have at least a little white space, even if it's just 20 minutes to breathe. Or, I mean, I prefer like an hour or two or three or four, but you know, maybe not. But uh, so that I have some white space in between things as well. And I'm not just going from here to there and rushing because I have realized that, especially when I'm about, okay, oh, I have to get my kids here at this time. Okay, I can do this call at noon, but we have to get out the door by 1245 to get there by one. Okay, I've already set myself up for failure um, because now we're going to be rushed and I'm going to be shooing them out the door instead of us just having a peaceful time of transition. So I think about what are my transition times like? And so really that's where the planning comes in. And that's why planning is so important. Because yes, you can plan all that. If you plan white space in each of your day, you may not get it because I mean, life happens, but at least, you know, you're going to get it in there. Right. And, or if you plan that day of rest where you're like, I'm, I'm dedicating this not to work and I'm dedicating this to be present just here in my home or wherever we are. Right. I love that intentionality piece behind that. And it's interesting. I've tried to, I've thought about, you know, Sabbath as a mom and it just, it seems 
I mean, so important and so, and also so challenging and the way you sort of described it. And I'm big on the seasons too. This is, this is the season of life I'm in, right? Where either again, you're, so you're writing a book or, which is awesome by the way. And the kids are in this really crunch time. They're doing a lot of, you know, a lot of sports going on or whatever it is. So it's the planning and the intentionality and then the grace, right? And really giving yourself that the understanding, like you said, that ideally this is where we're going to be heading, right? We're moving in that direction of taking this day of rest to be together, to be present. And we're leaving room for life to happen. And I just believe so strongly if we, it's always, and I think I hear that too, right? Like, why should I plan when life is going to happen anyway? But it's just really setting yourself up for success when you at least have a big picture, because if on the flip side, if you're not planning at all, and if you're just allowing things, it's that reaction mode that we feel that will lead to burnout, that will lead us as moms, right? To that place where we're overwhelmed, we're frazzled and we're bitter and we're feeling like we're doing all the things and nobody's helping us and all the things. So I really, I like that. And the transition time is huge because truly for whatever reason, I think when we're mapping out our days and our weeks, we kind of forget that conveniently, like, okay, it'll take 10 minutes even to drive to and from school. And we back things up and we back ourselves into a corner. And then we feel that like tension all day long. So it's just these little tweaks, right? And this kind of having that bird's eye view of your week and then of your day that can really be super helpful. And can I say something about that tension? Yeah. As you're talking, I was thinking about we as moms, we're really powerful and we don't even know it because we create the atmosphere of our home. And mm -hmm. so when we are stressed, our house is stressful. When we're at peace, our house is at peace. Like, I don't know, sometimes when I'm feeling really anxious and worried and stressed and all that, I'll just throw on some light worship music. And for some reason, all of a sudden it's peace in my house, but it's something about that. And that's why those transitions are so important because as soon as that tension rises for us, it's going to rise in our kids or in our husband. And we're going to, we're all going to feel it. And that's when we start arguing or having these issues. And so if we, as the atmosphere or the peacefulness of the home can create that for our family. It's huge. Yeah, that is such a good point. And I know I feel, <laughs> I think we can all, I'm like nodding along. I know we all know exactly that feeling and it's, it is crazy and it's, it's empowering how powerful we are and it can go either way. Right. <laughs> so really, and this leads to this idea. I wanted to ask you about self-care as a mom with a full life, full schedule how can we do self-care simply? Absolutely. So I know in my busy season, I don't prioritize going and getting my hair done real nice and nails done and my massages. I love massages, but that happens maybe every few years. <laughs> but but self-care for moms is super important. And what that means is taking care of yourself. So, I mean, you have so much, you give and give and give. And that's our greatest mission field is our home. And if, if you were called to that, then it's, it's also your greatest blessing. But in that, in order to be able to give, you have to have something to give. You have to have a full cup. And when you're running on empty and fumes, it's not, your, it's not gonna last long, right? And we're gonna get into that burnout and then we're gonna get into that, woe is me and oh my goodness, I wish my life were this or da, 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 da. You know, you start thinking about all those things and having those thoughts. 
And so it's really important to remember this is a season you're called to. And it's a season of servanthood. Like that is where I learned how to be a servant. When I became a mom, I realized what sacrificial servanthood meant, right? But that doesn't mean you sacrifice yourself on that altar, right? Because God has equipped you with the gifts and the talents and the skills to be a good mom. We're never going to be a perfect mom, but he's equipped us to be a good mom. And in order to do that, he's also equipped us with being able to take care of ourselves. And part of that is knowing who we are in him. Because a lot of us as moms are kind of, I think we think about the whole, I just don't feel like I'm enough. I just don't feel like I'm worthy. Well, those feelings are actually kind of valid because we aren't. We aren't. That's why we have to rely on his strength. We have to rely on him to get us through these tough seasons and these sacrificial seasons. And and so I don't really know where I was going with that, but I feel like I must have been yeah. saying something that was important yeah. to her. <laughs> No, I think you absolutely spoke. That's the thing. And and I think even from the beginning, right, it's what it's defining and redefining what self-care is for you just on the tangible piece. And then that mindset piece of we do and we all know it, but we do we do it right. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And so, again, I love how you just always bring it back to that mindset because that that's where it all begins. That's truly kind of where what our thoughts become, our actions, beliefs, all the things. So this too, the other, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, and I keep looking at your beautiful family. I just love that picture. But, and I'm thinking of myself, right? When I'm in a full season of life, the connection with either with my husband, with my kids, it's, it can be a challenge to be present and to be right, fully just feel like there's a deep connection because we're always, I would say, especially but with both. So it's two different things, right? With our, with our partner and then with our kids and just, I guess, how would you, how have you, or how would you, you know, recommend that we can simplify that and stay connected even in those full busy seasons? Mm, that's such a good question simplifying how we can like interact and be a part and, and do all the things. One of the things we need to remember, and I like to say this a lot, my kids don't really want me to be there 24 <laughs> seven. Like they just don't need, they don't, and, and I'm in a different stage. I'm not in a diapering stage. I don't have littles that really depend on me to watch them 24 seven. I have kids, my youngest is eight. And so they want to have their time there. And, and I have boys and a husband. I mean, I have all men in my house. I so much testosterone, but they like to decompress. And I like to, talk. <laughs> I'm like, no, we need that. We need to talk this out and we need to have fun and we need to talk. And, and, you know, as I'm driving the kids to school and they're silent or, you know, to their activities. And I'm like, don't you want to say something? Don't we want to have a conversation? And all these things I'm going, no, me being present with them is enough for them. That's what they want. They want to see that I care. They want to see that I'm there if they want to talk, but they don't want to talk all the time. Now, girls maybe are different. I don't know how to raise girls. I don't have any, but it's true. Like I always think, how can I best connect and simplify how I connect with my boys? And one of the things is shoulder to shoulder time. If you've ever heard of that with males, when males get together, they don't like do all this huggy stuff and they're not talking all the time. They sit next to each other silent. Like think about hunting, you know, they go hunting and they don't talk for hours. 
And then they come home and say, oh my gosh, I had the best time ever. And you're like, how? I don't understand. But they like that just shoulder to shoulder. You're being kind of buddies. If I sat and watched my kids play a video game, they would think we had the best time ever together. And all I would have to do is sit there. So I think about how can I incorporate some of those things? We don't have to, our budget doesn't allow us to go out and buy a bunch of activities to do as a family. So how can we do some things more, simplify it? What are some things that we can do that we enjoy to do together, but maybe not make it an elaborate day, Mm -hmm. but we come out of it going, wow, that was, that was really good. I really feel filled up. I think you come out of certain activities going, oh, that drained me, that filled me. So more think going into it, going, how can I make sure this fills not only me, but it fills my husband or it fills my kiddos, you know, and, and maybe that is only 10 minutes of our time, but that that's all you need is a little bit of quality time in order to make it go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of this, this idea of the quality versus quantity, right? Because I know as when, before I had the business and as a stay at home mom, I was there 20 and they were younger too, obviously, but just there constantly. And it was even harder. I feel like to really be present and connect because I was there all the time. And so now it's almost like a more of an intentionality behind the time that we do have now that they're in school all day, you know, and, and so I think that can be a good thing, like using that to our advantage. And the other thing that you made me think about is this idea of knowing that we're all so different, right? We all feel connection in different ways. And so knowing what that is for us, and then knowing the love languages, the strengths, whatever it is, but just kind of paying attention to how our kids operate and how, what they need and what will help them to feel filled up. Because when we're trying to do, again, all the things and do the driving, the cooking, the cleaning, the long conversations, all the things, it might even be overwhelming to them and not so much leading to that connection that we're, we think we're doing the right thing, right? We're trying so hard And in the busy seasons, when it's already full, it just, I feel like we add these things unnecessarily to our plate when it's just getting clear. I think for me, it's that, that kind of helped my perspective, like just be clear on what they need in this season and do my best. (laughs) For sure. And when you think of it that way, and the fact that you don't need to be doing something with them 24 seven, it can help even trickle back to how do I take care of myself? And being able to include an interest. I mean, that's what I talk about is how do I incorporate an interest of my own into my life? One, to be an example for my kids setting goals and things, but also just to fill me up. No, I mean, my boys love video games and they love, one of my boys love drawing and one of them likes reading. So they do those things because we encourage them to do those things. But how often do we encourage ourselves to do the things we like? And that to me is self-care. For me, it's getting out on a run. And my boys will tell me, they'll know if I haven't run in a few days. They will, because my attitude will be different. Like, I'm just not the same peaceful person. Actually, I'm not always peaceful. I'm usually pretty, like, high-strung, I guess. I have that personality. But you know what I mean? Giving ourselves the okay to do that and to spend a little time doing something we enjoy. Because how else are they going to, if they look at us and they see us always cleaning, always doing whatever and not doing anything of enjoyment, what are they going to see 
coming yeah. down the road when they become adults or especially girls when they become mothers? Are they going to see that they have to sacrifice everything or can they see, oh, I can come along beside my son. I like drawing. My, one, my son likes drawing. How about we just draw together and we just have some good time right there, right? And that's an interest that you have and it can fill you up alongside your kid. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's, and that's another point, right, that we often overlook, especially when we're managing the home, working, doing all the other things, then we kind of, then there is the self-care, the movement, and then there's that other piece that you mentioned, right, of just our interest in developing those things. And I'm wondering if for you, is that the book in this season? Like, what is that for you in this season that you are developing and in that same vein, how are you managing that? How are you keeping that simple? Mm, yeah, I don't know if it is simple, but <laughs> I'm trying to keep it simple by just doing a little bit every day kind of yeah. a thing. Writing is something I love. It's a creative outlet for me. So I choose to get up early. And some people might not be in that season. When you're in a season of diapering or nursing or things, you sleep when you can sleep. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's, it's just every season, every this too shall pass, right? Every season has its own thing. And I'm in the season where I can go to bed early. I go to bed before my kids a lot of the time because my husband's a night owl. So he can like round them up if they need to, but they're actually pretty responsible to go to bed. And so I go to bed early, I get up early, I get up before everyone granted, it's only about 45 minutes or so that I'm up before them, maybe an hour, but I get up at 5am and I get to have a little devotional time and then I write and it's quiet and I can flow morning is my time to do that. And that's another thing to think about is when is your creative time or when is the time that works best for you? Because for me, it's morning. But if I told everyone you have to get up early and have your morning routine, well, that doesn't work for someone who's a night owl. And right. it's okay to be a night owl, you know, but that is my creative outlet. And when I get to do that, get to do what I enjoy, it just, it makes the day so much better. It's just like me going on a run. When I get to go on a run, I'm just happy. The endorphins are going. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, I think that's really helpful when to think about, I talk about energy management. And so knowing our natural energy rhythms, even throughout the day, throughout the week and the month. But when we're talking about the day, right? Yeah, it's, and it does make it simple because we're not, when we're in flow, when we're, you know, in the morning, I'm the same exact way. I, go, I like to go to bed early and get up early. And when I, you know, that's when I do my best thinking, my best work. And so that feels simple, right? So instead of trying to cram it into somebody else's version of the ideal schedule or whatever it is, I think. That's another way to think through how can I make this simple? I love that. So I'm wondering as we kind of are wrapping it up, this has been great. And I think my biggest takeaway is just literally how can I make blank simple? I love that. Or how can I do blank simply? It's just such a, such a game changer. And it's, again, it's simple. <laughs> so what would be one final thing that you would like to leave the ladies listening? One thing I would say, especially if you're thinking about how can I blank simply and figuring out how do I get this white space? How do I do this? Is to really just take almost what would it not roll call, but write down all the things you're doing, you know, really think about how much time am I spending on cleaning? How much time am I spending in the car? How much time am I spending working? And really dive into that and your kids, like how many activities are your kids in? How many different places you go throughout the week and different things like that and say, is what I'm doing simple enough? 
Mm. Is what I'm doing creating that peace in my home or is it stressful? And again, like you could be in a stressful season where you only have the things you have to do. Well, that's another story. I mean, that's where you just go, okay, how do I plan well? And how do I do my best with what I have? And how can I do this simply, right? But when you can take control of that and look at it and go, okay, what do I not need? So it's like your to-do list, but there's also the not to-do list. What should I not be doing? What are the boundaries I need to set for myself in this season? So I know that I can be my best. I can be the best mom that I can, and I can be the best wife that I can, and I can work my best in my job and maybe thinking about eliminating something. And I think about, I go, okay, so my oldest are competitive gymnasts. They're in the gym 25 hours a week. They have two a day practices, which is why I drive a lot. And I'm going, how can I simplify that? Well, I can't, I can't simplify that. They love it. It's their only activity. We don't do anything else. I mean, I'm a homeschooling mom and we didn't take extra field trips. Like we do some, I was intentional with the ones I did, but I didn't always say yes to things because we had a different schedule that didn't cater to being able to go out and get to do the hands-on experiences that I would have loved to do. And so that was a sacrifice we decided to make. And that was a boundary I created. The other boundary is they each only get one activity. So Mm -hmm. gymnastics is year round. So unfortunately they don't get to do other things. They just get to play with their friends. They do other sports with their friends. And that's kind of what we've figured out. Or as a family, we'll go play tennis or do disc golf and stuff like that. But that's what I'm willing to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what they get to do. And they are grateful they get to do what they get to do you know? And so really look at that. And so how can I simplify all the activities that I've put on my plate? Absolutely. Taking that inventory is so helpful and so needed again, even just for that mental load that we carry as moms, all these, you know, even these, these invisible tasks that we're constantly juggling. So getting it all out on paper, having that clarity, I, I love that advice so much. And the encouragement in there of, for the mom listening, the moms listening that are in a full season and like literally can't see to the other side. They feel like they're just, things are constantly coming in. It's just super full that it is just a season. That's how life works, right? That there will be a new season and just taking this encouragement and the words of doing your best in this season, knowing that there will be a new season coming. That always helps me when I'm feeling like particularly having a rough day or overwhelmed and not sure what the next step is. That always helps me. (laughs) So this has been absolutely incredible. Love what you're doing. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.